Ben, you just kind of threw me off a little bit. We've never started. Normally, it's just all quiet and you do a thumbs up when we're recording. You've just fully counted down like five, four, three. I was like, what? Since when? Why are we doing a countdown? Like, this is some I've got to give an answer in five seconds game show kind of thing. I don't know. I just, it came into my head, like, the moment I said the word five. And then I thought five is probably too high a number to start on. I should have either started on three or just went ready, set, go. Or ready, go. Just done what we've done for the last year and you just give me a thumbs up, maybe, rather than say anything at all. No, no, that didn't cross your mind. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the RTE Film Podcast. I'm Jacob Dyer. Here's Ben Heath. And we've been off, I think it's been like three weeks, two, two and a half, two. three weeks. I think it's been two weeks. We didn't we didn't do last week because you were on holiday. Yes. This is a very late point in the week to record for us. Yeah, it we're is. We're recording so it's probably going to be like... So probably, because I'll upload it tomorrow, it will have been two weeks off, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I was on at a week off from work, so I took fully advantage of that. I went up to London, went up to Oxford, I'm and back to London, and it was it was great. I had, I had a great week off. I'm so jealous. Oh, Ben, it was great. Um, Not great for my bank account. Oh, I can imagine. London is bloody expensive. Train London. tickets, for a start, are more expensive than you expect. Like, I 50 find, quid for... I well, always find train tickets are much cheaper than I expect. But that's uh, because but I always expect them to cost from, me... from, like, uh, Southampton to Dorset, Ben. Train tickets from Southampton to Dorset. Not going to cost you a lot. But a train to London... It's cheaper for me to get from Southampton to London than it is Southampton to Dorset. Fun fact. That is, that is interesting. Um, I'll tell you what is time. cheap, though. I'll tell you what is cheap. Oxford to London and vice versa. You can get this, like, coach from London to Oxford called the Oxford Tube, and it costs a tenner. Yeah, they're quite close, aren't they? Yeah, it's like two hours. Yeah. Not long, really. I mean, we're... Dorset to London's only about two hours. Depends what part of London... Yeah, and I think it's getting into London and in and out of London that can. That's the be a hard pain. bit. Mm. That is the hard bit. Um, ben, I also listeners when we start this podcast, I said, "Ben, you look a bit tired today." And Ben goes, uh, "I do actually have a social life." My social so, life's ben... been awful this last weekend. <laughs> I literally had a five-minute nap, a power nap, before I suddenly remembered about this. So, Ben has just woken up. Uh, for I'm me, working. it's 11 o'clock on a Sunday night. We really, you know, people might think that we learn from, we should learn from our mistakes recording when we're tired. I'm actually all right today. But you know what I mean? 11 o'clock on a Sunday. I'm on five hours. Not prime, probably not prime time to record a podcast. I'm on about five hours sleep. And the hangover stayed all day, so... Oh, heavy night, Ben. Oh, and there's the phone going off. See, you do have a social life. I know. I've turned it off. You've turned it off. Um, it's been a big week, Ben. You've even said that there's been stuff you've been to see that we don't even have enough time to talk about in the podcast because there's some really big stuff dropping this week. I know, and there was also some really big stuff last week. Shall I just quickly go through some stuff that I've not put on the notes, but I'll give like... Yeah, go through some stuff that you've seen and loved. Okay, so firstly, I saw King Richard last week. Um, Will Smith is going to win his Oscar for that. Really good film, really good crowd pleaser, still in cinemas. I will say, though, when you're doing a biopic about Serena and Venus Williams... Two of the greatest sportswomen of all time. 
Making it about their dad, yep, the tennis players, making it about the man in their life feels awfully sexist. Um, Then I watched House of Gucci. I've seen that twice, and I'm doing it in the -the over-the-top Italian accent that they do in that that film. How is House of Gucci? Because I'm desperate to watch it. House of Gucci is good, but not... It's good, but not great, (laughs) and it's camp, but not camp enough. And Jared Leto is in a completely different film to everyone. All of the actors are in completely different films from each other. And I would much rather see the Jared Leto and Lady Gaga version of the film than the Adam Driver and Jeremy Irons version. Right. But because I feel like that is a really hyped up film at the minute, isn't it? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it, but it should have been Well, you've seen it twice, so you must have enjoyed it. I've seen films I don't like twice. I often That's true, go. I often you've have... got a social life, and you go and watch films in the cinemas multiple times. Yeah, I have a social life, and I've went to see four things in the cinema this weekend, including Friday. And By I... yourself? What? By yeah. yourself? As you know, I saw I saw hey? a film with someone today. Oh, um, lovely! Then I've also seen Come On, Come On, which is the new film starring uh, Jacqueline Phoenix, which is just beautiful. I'm not going to go into a massive review because I'm going to save the review of that for the end of year special, which we'll do in a couple of weeks, because it's going to be up there in the top five, definitely top five. At, at the moment, it's two, but it could change. Bill be high, so I'm going to save my love of that film for a bit. <laughs> what have you Exciting. been watching, Jacob? Well, have I been, well, like I said, I've been off for a week. Um, and during my week off, I didn't really watch a great deal of TV. You know, I don't go to London... Uh, and Oxford to visit my mate who's at, who's at Oxford University by the way so I met loads of like Oxford students are they Fuck nerdy me, they're intelligent aren't they yeah I they're can imagine they're so nerdy I was quite I was the dumbest guy in the room by a by long miles. shot <laughs> by a long shot I can I'm imagine. probably the dumbest guy in the room anyway had <laughs> that to a bunch of Oxford people I would yeah, actually so, quite like nah, to yeah, be a flyer. They're either like, yeah, yeah, Tarquin, yeah, 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 go on, mate, down, that, down the beer, down the beer, Tarquin, come on, Tarquin. Um, they're either like that, or very like, no, like, you've just got to look at life in two ways. Like, I'm a free spirit. Like, you, you like, proper arty, but like, the arty people there do like psychology and brain stuff and English and creative. So it's just, it's a right mixed bag. Yeah, I mean, I would have paid to have been a fly on the wall to have seen you, because I reckon, don't take this the wrong way, Jacob. I, I reckon you would have way. felt really intellectually insuperior, because I, whenever no, I... I just, um, you know, I think they kind of like that. I'm going to be honest, the ladies loved it, because they're so used to... Possible. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right, so, yeah, they're used to that, right? Yeah, because I feel really dumb whenever I'm around people I go to uni with and i'm a uh, non i'm a, a good but not top tier uni and i yeah. am actually there you're not at <laughs> oxford <laughs> i'm not at oxford i'm not at any university i'm working at a supermarket <laughs> i was not i was simply saying you're not at oxford i was making no other comments you get into a uni easily jacob I know I could. I I know. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's just whether I want to. Do um, it. My um, liver like, will like tell said, you to do it. Yes. Um, but no, like I said, didn't go to Oxford or London to, to watch stuff. I went there to visit the sites and go clubbing. 
So that was great Does fun. Oxford have any good clubs? Oh, there was this one I went to that was great fun. Mm. I can't tell you what it was called because I can't remember, but really good, yeah. Just never. Always interested in that one. Have you watched anything since though? I've been watching I'm Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, um, which is probably the most basic choice. Um, but I'm just really hooked on it this season. Shall we talk? Looking at Twitter, looking at Twitter, Naughty Boy getting so much hate. I love him. Shall we talk about that? Because there's been a lot of drama around this series, namely yes. the fact that they're to evacuate. The fact. Oh yes. Yes. So uh, people that don't know this, that don't watch I'm a Celebrity, or maybe aren't in the UK, uh, you've probably got an I'm a Celebrity Get Me Out of Here series in your country. But um, that was we, we're not going to Australia ago. in the UK. We're not going into Australia. We normally do it in Australia. We're in Wales, the second year running in a castle. But uh, because the weather was so bad, we had a storm here in the UK. It delayed my trains getting back from Oxford University. But um, they had to literally evacuate the stars, which is not great. No, but here's the thing I found really fascinating. Because from what I've heard, I don't watch the show. I think it's outdated. Um, I don't like all the animal cruelty in it, personally. Um, I'm shocked they didn't, like, show any footage of it. Like, because yes. if your show is called I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here, and you have to take that step, surely you would record yourself evacuating them. It's like, remember when Top Gear had to, like when they went to Argentina and they had to, like, get the um, presenters out in secret, they still managed to record that, and there was legit death threats. So I'm surprised yeah. no one stuck a camera there just to show the utter chaos. Also, yeah, the no, viewing... I feel like that could have added to it. And also, yeah. I do feel like even though they weren't in the castle, I'd like to them of all to have gone somewhere. It might not have been possible, but somewhere together... And not be allowed to order deliveries, etc. The viewing figures are down this year as well. I saw there the lowest since 2014 and over a third down on 20... Not last year, they're lower down on last year, but they're over a third down on 2019. Wow. Which is not good. Considering no. the show is... Uh, it got about 4.6 million views on Thursday night. Um, MasterChef for Context, which was on BBC One in the same time slot, got 2.8. But when you think I'm a Celeb probably costs significantly more to put on the MasterChef for Professionals. Only a little bit. Yeah, we just got rent out a whole castle. Yeah. Um, Standard. And it's the big marquee show, whereas MasterChef Professionals is scheduled in the most erratic way possible. So, yeah, and it's on the BBC. It's not designed to make money. No, I mean, MasterChef's a massive global brand. I mean, it's MasterChef as a global brand is probably bigger than I'm a Celeb as a global uh, brand. In your opinion, Ben, you do have wet dreams over MasterChef. You are okay, very Okay, I'm obsessed. a massive MasterChef <laughs> fan, but objectively, the fact it's still going on in other countries makes it a bigger global brand. I'm a celebrity is it's, going it's not, on It only in goes other on countries. in Australia now. Uh, like most other nations have cancelled their versions, but Master it does. There's in the US version, but the MasterChef in the US is massive. Yeah, I think you'll find. Yeah, on an but international... you can never go wrong with a cooking program. It's all a little safe, isn't it? I know, I know. But let's let's be honest. After twenty years, it's not like I'm a celeb's been reinventing the wheel this I year. I mean, it is the worst lineup ever. Yeah. 
I mean, it's um, a lineup that on paper should have worked. It just doesn't fit. Hmm. Too many soap stars. Yeah. And also, Richard Madeley unfortunately had to pull out very early into the competition, which was a shame because he was probably the biggest name and ITV were probably, you know, very hopeful he was going to do well and then do a big new launch of Good Morning Britain with him replacing Piers Morgan. How's Louise mentioned well, doing? Well, that went well. Pardon? How's Louise mentioned doing? Is she the choreographer? She's, that's Arlene Phillips. She's oh, she's the... out tonight. She's gone. Louise mentions the newsreader. Blonde yeah, she's doing all right. I think she had a phone call from home and um, she was very emotional. But I think she's very desperate to do a trial. But Naughty Boy, my personal favourite, is doing them all. Um, so, yes. Is he the one who's uh, always moaning? Yes. Mm. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love him. I think he's great. Twitter? Eh, they don't love him, really. Other campmates? Eh, they don't like him. But the, the thing is, the campmates are all kind of slowly but surely beginning to slag Naughty Boy off. But what they don't realise is by them doing that, people are going to vote Naughty Boy more to cause conflict. Because mm. it's going to piss them off. Come on. You know the show, guys. All right, Ben. Do you think the show's going to, like... I think this is probably the beginning of the end for the show. <sighs> Because it's really expensive. It's quite, think of it's, how yeah. long actor went on for declining before it actually eventually got cut. Yeah, but X Factor wasn't getting all the massive RSPCA letters every year. Yeah, Ben, I like the show. I know you don't like the show. The show is still a hit. It's just it's not a hit. It's just having a really. It's not having. They just an need easy to do time. some serious rethinking. Yes, exactly. They do. Yeah. All right, Ben, what have you been watching this week? Anyway, our first... I've just read the notes. No way have you been watching that. What, The Power of the Dog? No, Fresh Meat. Oh, yeah. Yeah, but we... Yeah, I've been re-watching Fresh Meat occasionally. It's the only thing I've been watching that I'm not reviewing today because I'm at uni and occasionally I re-watch Fresh Meat just to remember how... See because if... you have a social life. I'm like, does... I do have a social life. <laughs> I don't I work. That's I'm the just difference. Joking. The difference is, it's not that I don't do stuff, watch TV. The difference is I don't do my uni work. That's ah. what I'm neglecting in my <laughs> life. Uh, no, let's move on to the power of the dog, which I'm going to review first. Um, it's the latest film on Netflix, directed by Jane Campion, who was the first female ever. Or definitely one of the first. I haven't checked this back to get Oscar nominated for Best Director for directing The Piano. It's her first film in 12 years. Um, it's about a charismatic rancher, Phil Burbank, um, played by Benedict Cumberbatch, who um, he inspires fear and awe and those around him. He's really a leader. He's a manly butch cowboy. Um, then you have his brother, played by Jesse Plemons, who isn't as comfortable on the Montana ranch, but he brings back his new wife, Kirsten Dunst, a widow, and her slightly effeminate son, played by Cody Smith-Fee, Phil, so Cumberbatch, torments them until he finds himself exposed to the possibility of love. Now, this is probably the best portrayal of toxic masculinity that has been seen on film in a long time. I think Jane, Jane Campion does masterful things here. It's... There's full of secrets and unspoken intentions in the characters and even though it's it's two hours and it is quite a slow pace, but
but things don't go the way you expect them to and things slowly unravel the more and more it goes on and things slowly get in your head and grow and grow even right down to the final shot the final shot it's kind of ambiguous but the film it leaves you thinking about it because it's ambiguous but there's so much like side eyes and glances and it's almost like a gothic thriller instead of a western um so there's so much subtle character work going on that it makes some really interesting decisions without being a big bombastic film but it does gain a momentum by the end it's moving at such a high force and such a big power and it, the performances are all outstanding i reckon come a batch we'll get definitely get an oscar nomination so will kirsten dunce um they're both brilliant you have johnny greenwood's score which is propulsing through it it looks visually fantastic set on the ranch the set filmed in new zealand it looks stunning but the character work you just don't expect what's happening and i don't want to spoil it because you know i think people should watch it for themselves and watch how it unravels it's one of the it's not one of my personal favorite films of the year i really like it i really admire it but it's certainly one of the best films to come out this year. I feel like it's going to appeal to the matters as well, because I know you love your quite niche films to an extent, Ben. This is a, this is going to be this a big This is a very award-baity, Oscar-y film. It's not going to the, be Netflix's new Red Notice, but it may be their film that gets 10 Oscar nominations. The things that stood it's out for me, acclaimed. The thing that have stood out for me with what you've said is, A, Benedict Cumberbatch, he's whose brilliant. name is a bit of a tongue twister, but I love him. I think he's great. He's well, so great, you're saying yeah. this is the best portrayal of toxic masculinity mm. in a long time. Yeah, Cumberbatch, just it's one of his better performances as well. You're scared to see his dick if you're interested in having a look at I, that. I'm really not interested in that. Are you sure it's his, though? Could be someone else's. I'm not sure. It's just whenever... I always think... It's worth pointing out that kind of thing. <laughs> well, to be fair, I, I read somewhere brilliant that you act when do we ever see male genit we've all we see female genitals on screen all the time. And we never see the male uh, no, upstairs, not downstairs. Yeah, but occasionally we see downstairs as well. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, we see both upstairs and downstairs more than we see downstairs of male. Yeah. Mm. So it's always worth pointing out whenever a film does show the full male body because that's telling about the type of daring. I always think a film that shows off the dick is quite a daring, bold move. And I think this, this is a very daring, This just makes you love Benedict film. Cumberbatch even more, Ben. No, well, I wasn't <laughs> the biggest... I, I, thought, I feel like he's been stuck in a rut these last few years for his career. And I feel like this... Celeb. Yes, I feel like this is a great... It's jolted him back out. It's really, it's his best performance. He's he's unlike you've ever seen him in this role. I want to go check this out, Ben. You said it's on Netflix, yeah? Yeah. Um, it is slow, but my God, it creeps up on you and it leaves you thinking. And the final shot is perhaps the most interesting shot of the film. Like, it properly all builds to the It's not Benedict perfectly. Cumberbatch dick, is it? No, it's not. <laughs> Imagine. It's not. Um... I love how the main thing now that people are going to take away from that review, Ben, is Benedict Cumberbatch, Cumberbatch gets his cock out. Yes, Cumberbatch exactly. Cock. Well, I did sell it to one of my mates based off that fact. 
So I don't really want to know much more about that conversation, to be honest, Ben. Can we stop talking about Ben's penis, please? Oh, you're called Ben. This is getting even worse. <laughs> no, imagine if people just skip halfway through and just hear Ben's penis. <laughs> this is a great podcast. Welcome along, everybody. <laughs> I don't, don't even know where to go with this. <laughs> Why am I so amused by Benedict Cumberbatch's penis? Maybe right. because you're a child. Yes, I mean, like I said, I don't go to Oxford University. <laughs> Should we get into the news, Ben? Yep. So, um, the f- in the news this week, Benedict Cumberbatch gets his. <laughs> so I'm the flogging, first... I'm flogging a dead horse now, Ben. Carry on. You really are. The first bit of news. Uh, Nicolas Cage is going to be playing Count Dracula, um, which is something I always wanted, but considering that guy, he certainly never goes half-arsed with it. Um, his, it's going to be f- coming out in probably 2023. It's directed by Chris McKay, who did the Lego Batman film and the Tomorrow War. I'm hoping it goes more the Lego Batman movie, Levels of Insane. You've got Nicholas Holt, who's playing uh, Rainfield. Uh, Dracula's creepy human assistant, um, which is actually the going to be the lead in this version, and Aquafina's also in this film. So I'm kind of hoping it goes crazily comedic, like Holt in the Great or uh, the Lego Batman film. It's my second most anticipated Nicolas Cage film coming in the next few years. Um, he's got the unbearable weight of massive talent, where he plays a version of himself. Um, recreating some of his most famous and iconic performances and over the top ones so that film is like my most anticipated film of next year but nicola nicholas cage i hope he goes properly insane playing dracula i think this could be genius <laughs> i can't i can't Ben. you're like look at me so sorry i'm still laughing i'm still laughing and then when it was she said oh nicholas cage never goes half assed i was like i can't do this <laughs> <laughs> and maybe it's just 11 o'clock on a Sunday night, but I'm finding this so amusing. <laughs> I don't know why. I'm such a child. <laughs> now you know what the Oxford University people thought of me. <laughs> right, Ben, carry on. Uh, the next what news... else has been going on? Alfonso. Yep, so Alfonso Curon, the writer and director of Roma and Gravity, He's creating a new thriller series, um, writing and producing it for Apple TV+. It stars Kate Blanchett and Kevin Klein. That's all we know, but the talent is pretty goddamn good for that film. Kate Blanchett's a legendary actor, and Alfonso Cuaron is a great actor. I mean, Alfonso Cuaron... Oh, he's a he's great a, director. A, yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah. I was literally about to say that, Ben. I was like... Yeah, yeah the wrong... Ben is the, the, the film guy here, but... Um, the wrong word slipped you know, out of I do friend. listen a little bit to what he's saying, and I was going to swear he was a director. He is. I got my words wrong, because I'm in it. So, also in the news this week, Spider-Man, you know, massive, massive franchise, but Amy Pascal has revealed that there is a new Spider-Man trilogy in the works. Now, Ben, what I want to know, you might not even know this, but... Is it connected to the Spider-Man we're seeing at the minute with Tom Holland and Zendaya? Is it anything to do with that? Or is it like, you know, we do a a couple of films with someone playing Spider-Man and then we just complete, like, 
pretend it never happened and do a new trilogy with the new guy playing Spider-Man, different story. Like, what, what, what is the situation here? So, um, Amy Pascal, who's the chief executive at Sony, basically, Tom Holland, um, he's got Nowhere Home coming up in literally, like, two weeks. Um, yes, he's been doing so much promo for yeah, it. Yeah, and he said that it's he called No Way Home the end of a franchise, and he said he's out of contract. And he also said, I don't want to play Spider-Man till I'm 30. Amy Pascal kind of went and rebutted that by saying they were planning a whole new trilogy with Tom Holland, even though she's now retracted, saying there are no official plans for a trilogy. <laughs> Basically meaning everyone's playing a bit of Contract Wars, I don't think they'll do a Tom whole trilogy. I reckon Tom Holland might come back for a fourth Spider-Man, but I feel so. Like... Basically, Sony want Tom Holland. Yeah, well, Sony love Tom Holland because they've got. I mean, they've fair just enough. The he's, a, he's, a, he's a G. I love. He's him. about to be the lead in their new Uncharted film. He also they've he's been tapped to stars Fred Astaire in the new biopic about Fred Astaire, which is by Sony, which is either going to be great casting or terrible casting, and I'm not sure. And Jacob is still thinking about a certain actor's dick, who will also be in Spider-Man No Way Home. I actually wasn't thinking about the actor's dick, that's the thing, because now that, Ben, now listeners are going to get the complete wrong impression. I just keep hearing certain words you say, say and can't stop laughing. Anyone would think I'm drunk or something, which I'm not. But it's just when you said tapped, it got me going again. I am not thinking about Benedict Cumberbatch's penis. Can we just clear that up? Are you going to be much. able to watch Spider-Man No Way Home now? Actually, are you going to watch that film? Because you're not a massive Marvel guy. Are you going to go... Do, but I do like Spider-Man. You know I like Spider-Man. Yeah, I didn't know that. But are you going to go... We've spoken about this on the podcast before, Ben. Okay, well, we do record all these podcasts at like 11 o'clock at night. I can't yes, but remember. I managed to remember that Alfonso Cuaron was the director. Yeah. Well, I said he was a director literally 10 seconds before, so that was the skills of listening to the previous sentence. Uh, okay, yeah, yeah, no, you, uh, you win that one. Am I going to be thinking about his penis, though? No. Am I going to be watching it? Yes. Am I going to be watching it in cinemas? Probably not. I will probably watch it in cinemas. I'm not sure if I want to watch it. I kind of am. I'm over Marvel. We've got a review of a Marvel show. Oh, they have gone on a bit, haven't they? Yeah, I'm just... I'm over them now, which is weird, because I was a massive fan. Literally a year ago, I was really enjoying it. I know, Ben, you're really hit for the Marvel TV series, though, right? Well, later on, when we review Hawkeye, you can hear exactly my thoughts on Marvel TV. But right now, we are... Christmas is coming up, Ben. Christmas is coming. I'm looking... And what's better than Christmas Day? Boxing Day. And now there's the film title, Boxing Day. Ben, when I went to see the new James Bond filmed... (laughs) James Bond filmed... uh, The new James Bond film, I saw the trailer for this and I thought, this looks bloody good. Yeah. Um, So there's a new film out called Boxing Day. Ben, tell us everything. Yep, so Boxing Day is in cinemas at the moment. It's about Melvin, played by Amal Amin, who's also the writer and director of this film. He's a British author who lives in America and returns home to London for the Christmas period to introduce his American fiance to his eccentric British Caribbean family. Lots of rom-com stories happen and their relationship is tested. You have his ex-girlfriend, played by... 
one of the cast of Little Mix. And she's famous, isn't she, like, in their world? Yes, she's famous in their world. Um, You have the mum has a new boyfriend. You have his brothers chasing a girl. Also, I believe it's Leanne from Little Mix. It is. I just blanked on her name and hadn't wrote it down. And I don't really listen to Little Mix, so I couldn't... I don't listen to them I either, Ben. Point Stop them out. trying to play it off as I do. I couldn't point them out from a lineup, so um Yeah, but it's like, I don't listen to One Direction, but you know who Harry Styles is. Yeah, but I think... Yeah, I know who Harry Styles is. I, I could do slightly better at pointing out One Direction out of a lineup than I could pointing out Little Mix. But I'll tell you, he'd be great at pointing out. You could point out, say that. No, I could... Really? I don't I, think I, I could get For some any... reason, I could see you as a secret take that fan. No, I, I couldn't even name all four. Is it four? Is it five? Five originally, three now. I know that was Gary Barlow. I th- I'm assuming he's still flogging that dead horse. And I know yeah, Robbie Williams well as, was involved it, at one point. Yeah, but, um, and, then who, I, and then the guy who was a father of someone at our school... Yeah, but I can't remember who that guy is. Neither like, <laughs> can I. I can't. I don't know. I don't. I can't. I'm not good on music. Uh, Howard, that's him. And then there's Mark. And there's another guy who's left. Anyway, back to Boxing Day. This film that I'm actually Ben. For once, I'm actually really ex- like intrigued to hear your review, and I've interrupted you. So continue. So um, this is a very rare type of film in the fact that. It's a black British rom-com, which I don't think we've seen many of. I also think it's the first black... I think that's, I think that's what really drew yeah. me to wanting to go It's also, I think, the, one of the first black British Christmas films. I think it might be one of the first black Christmas films in general, or ones that have got over here. I don't remember lots of them. Um, anyway, that said, the film is kind of just okay. Like, it... It takes, it uses motifs and references a lot of other Christmas films, which is kind of fun. And it's quite fun considering this is a rom-com from a different angle and a different perspective and a different group. But it just, it's good but not great in a way that lots of rom-coms are these days. Um, Amen, um, he's done really well. He's made it really glossy. He's got a very nice supporting cast. My favourite was Stefan D- Dillon as um, the new boyfriend of uh, Melvin's mum. And everything's good and I enjoy it. I think Aman, 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 who's the writer, director and lead star in this, he's going to go on to big things in Hollywood. It's just, the film is good, but... It could be shorter, it could have cut out some subplots, and it could have been a bit more different and a bit more unique. Uh, I'm going to like it to another Christmas film that's come out on Netflix at the moment, Single All The Way, which has two male leads, which is pretty unseen for Christmas films and rom-coms in general, in a similar way to our Boxing Day's kind of breaking new ground in terms of representation. And that also fell into the same tropes of, it's perfectly enjoyable, it's perfectly pleasant. It did exactly what I wanted it to do, but it didn't push it in anymore. So I would say wait to watch Boxing Day next year when it's not in cinemas, but it'll be on probably like Now TV or Netflix. Do you think... It's good. I don't want to shit on it because I enjoyed it. It's a little bit too safe. Yeah. Yeah, I don't... I I did like the film and it did everything a rom-com I want a rom-com to do. And rom-coms are my favourite genre and I think when you love a genre that much, 
you can like a film and you're like, well, I do really like it and I will rewatch it, but I want to love it. I really was rooting for this film. I know Ben loves rom-coms and MasterChef, but (laughs) the thing that drawed me about wanting to watch this film, the thing that drew me in is, like you said, it's a black British Christmas film. And that's just, for me, so exciting. It's like a new era. Yeah, it's always interesting when we get to see different types of films. Like, I'm... I would rather see films from every different lens. Um, so I was really excited about that. And actually, those bits are the bits I enjoy. It's in a similar way to Eternals. Like, the bits about Eternals I really liked were the bits that were groundbreaking in terms of representation. Boxing Day is not a bad film because it's black British. Um, it's actually a bad... It's, it's not a bad film. It's not a mediocre film because of those elements. It's a mediocre film in spite of those. Is that the way of putting it? It's, yes. It's all so the other the, stuff. The, the it's all the other stuff. The, yeah, yeah, all the other stuff's the mediocre stuff. I didn't want to put in a way that sounded racist accidentally. So I need to Yeah, no, clear. I understand That's because I know, I know, Ben, film. I know how much like you have been... You really would want. You really want a film like this, right? Yeah, you, you I love. So excited! Views. I know you would have been so excited going to watch it. So it's just a shame that elements that aren't any of the you know cultural like revolution, if you like, fell flat. I think because, if I saw it on TV or my laptop or on my phone, I would have been also much happier with it than going to the cinema. Yeah, yeah. I mean, Ben, that makes sense. I'm I'm gonna go watch it. I might watch it on Boxing Day actually. Do it. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like it'd be a great film to watch on Boxing Day. Yeah, I imagine it's going to be quite busy, though. I feel like a film called Boxing Day to watch on Boxing Day. I mean, I'm not sure if it'll still be in cinemas by then, because we've got... Really? Well, we've got No Way Home. We've got Steven Spielberg's West Side Story. We've got the new Matrix, which will be there by then. Cinemas And a private viewing at Ben Heath's request of Benedict Cumberbatch's penis. Mm. On now to the trailer talk, uh, Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, this we thought, we think, we thought this was going to be the last Tom Holland Spider-Man no, film, right? different film, different film. <laughs> Why is there so many Spider-Man films? I couldn't tell you. So Spider-Man, no, what? <laughs> Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse is the sequel to the 2018 animated film Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse which made a lot of money and won the Oscar for Best Animated Film and was really good. Um, but this, they gave a kind of like two-minute teaser trailer for it. Um, didn't reveal much of the plot. But the first film was really cool and I really loved the animation style of it. And this film seems to be more ambitious with the storytelling and the scope. I wonder why they decided to drop two Spider-Man films very close together. So, it's not that. It's... No Way Home's coming out in December, um, in two weeks' time. Across the Spider-Verse is coming out next year. It's animated, it's a different franchise. They haven't started marketing it, but they are marketing the other Spider-Man, which is why you would... Natural thing to just forget about this film. But um, they've dropped this trailer now, so it can go in front of the new Spider-Man. Because you watch one Spider-Man, you like it, you want to watch another. Oh, there's another one coming out in six months' time. It's also a part one. So I'm thinking it's going to be very ambitious in scope like the first one and hopefully it's as enjoyable and rewarding as the first one. 
Well, yeah. as Ben said, we are going to get more into Marvel uh, at the end of the show today when Ben reviews Hawkeye. Uh, but there's been other some there 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 did be there. There has been some other trailers dropping this week. Peacemaker um, and 1883. Ben, I haven't seen either of these trailers. Briefly, talk to me. Are you excited by these trailers? Are you thinking, oh dear lord, what is the general vibe? So that was a big stretch you just did. By the way. It was a massive stretch from me. Just to get my back. So, Peacemaker um, is a spin-off from Suicide Squad. No, The Suicide Squad, not Suicide Squad. The one that came out this summer, starring John Cena's Peacemaker. It's also directed by James Gunn, as that film was. We live in such an age where people are just getting every coin out of their IPs as possible. This podcast has made me realise um, this section of trailer talk is all its free spin-offs. Um, anyway, we've got the return of John Cena's Peacemaker, who, um, as the trailer points out and the firm pointed out, doesn't matter how many men, women or children he kills to cause peace. Um it's the most satirical take on the American military possible from the eyes of a superhero. I'm looking forward to the show. I'm hoping it's in the same mould as The Boys, in which case it's highly satirical of the genre. I thought Was the that ne- Boys with a Z? No, The Boys. The Amazon ah. the Amazon superhero show. We have spoken about that on the show before. Yeah, I that I really like The Boys. It's, it's one of my favourite shows. I'm looking forward to it. But that works because it's really satirical. Peacemaker, I hope, is really satirical. Like some really of the good bits of The Suicide Squad that came out earlier this year. So I think it could do well. Um, it's, I'm not sure where it's coming I love how much you're trying to get it right with Suicide Squad and The Suicide Squad. Yeah, I remember reviewing it. <laughs> also also worth pointing out that Arrow also did um, a little side story of Suicide Squad as well. Mm. Yeah, but no one really cares about the Arrowverse. I'm joking. Um, Have you seen Superman and Lois is now on Saturday nights on BBC One? What? Wow, okay. No, I haven't because I don't I'm I gave up on Supergirl, so I didn't want to get into Superman. Well, you might as well get into it because it's on BBC One. It's they this they put big. it was the lead out to Strictly last night. This is big, Ben. I think they bought that show to test whether Doc Two could move back to a Saturday night slot. That's my gut be- feeling. I think it will under Russell T. Davies. But anyway, Let's not get me nerding out on Doc 2. Let's talk about 1883, which is the yes, spin-off. Yes, another spin-off! Yay! It's the spin-off. Ben loves spin-offs! It's the spin-off from the contemporary Western show Yellowstone, the Tyler Sheridan show, um, which I have to admit I watched a couple of episodes of and didn't like. This is Yellowstone, but in the 18, 1880s. The trailer didn't make me go, oh, yay, this looks interesting. I'll probably watch an episode. I probably won't watch more than an episode because it doesn't look great. But stars Oscar nominee. I think he's nominee, not a winner. Sam Elliott, who you would have seen from A Star Is Born and The Big Lebowski and many other things. It might be okay. I feel like from what you've just said, especially with any... Well, it's a spin-off eh, of a show I don't okay. like, not, so... Right, it's not filling you with confidence, but yeah. like you said, you didn't initially like the franchise anyway. I don't like I don't like Yellowstone. I never got into it. So, I'm also not entirely sure how we're going to be able to watch it in the UK, because streaming networks are really difficult to navigate over here. Oh, my, they are, aren't and they? And I think it'll be on... Same with Peacemaker. So, that's on HBO Max, which isn't in the UK, so that will probably be Now TV. 
The worst, Ben, is when you do your, like, Oscar nominees and half the stuff we can't even legally watch. That is a That was really annoying last year. That's going to be much less annoying this year. Yes. Because cinemas are open. So I've probably already seen about five or six of what's going to get in the Best Picture ranking. We've still got West Side Story and loads of other stuff. So I'll be really... I'll be amazingly able to follow it this year. Anyway. Final... Okay, Ben. Final review of the Final show. Thing. Hawkeye, the new spin-off, the new Marvel TV show, starring Jer- uh, Clint Barton, played by Jeremy Renner, who mentors a 22-year-old archer, Kate Bishop, played by Hayley Steinfeld, as they what? have to get home for the holidays. Yeah, Hayley Steinfeld, the singer, I'm shocked. Carry yeah, Hayley Steinfeld, the singer, who's also an Oscar-nominated actress. Did not know that. Yeah, she got into acting first. She's been the lead of things like Edge of Seventeen. She had a hot. She had a, She was the lead of an Apple Apple TV TV show called Dickinson. I mean, Ben, I'm not convinced. I know anyone else that watches Apple TV other than you. Yes, but I'm gonna bang on that drum every time I can. Um, yeah, I need to get at least five mentions in of that streaming service in every pl- podcast for my paycheck yeah, to that, come in. That and MasterChef sold. Yeah, I need my paycheck. <laughs> Anyway, as I've said, I have not liked anything Marvel have done this year, Bar Shang-Chi. It's all filled me with, uh, like, boring mediocrity. And Hawkeye is no difference. Um, The show is about two people. One who's, like, an idealistic newcomer and one who's a practical veteran and it's them fighting bad guys and debating and trying to find the perfect harmony which we've seen before i thought the human dynamics i like both those actors and they're both perfectly charming and from the three episodes i think it's gonna be okay um they're teasing mysteries that i'm not really interested in they're putting the comedy front and center but i never ever found marvel comedy land um, it's why I'm not a big fan of the Guardians films. It's solid, but not superb, I think. I lost, even though, Ben, I, I play Fortnite. You know that. And I love Fortnite. I lost respect for Marvel when they put Fortnite in Endgame. Yeah, I forgot they did that. Um, it was just cheap. It's just, I think Marvel have stretched themselves too thin, trying to cater to Disney+. Plus. And I think it's meant every time... I feel we've had so much Marvel this year, none of it's felt special. Yes. And I feel like Endgame, it felt like such an event because it was the end, but there's just been so much more. I feel like everyone was expecting a break, almost like what we're expecting from James Bond now. Like we a had break a break. A... We, we did have a, what, two-year break? In No Way Home will undoubtedly be a massive event. It just feels like they're releasing lots of things that don't have a plan. And WandaVision yeah. was massive. Loki was massive. Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi did, was also. So they've still been commercial hits. I just think from a creative standpoint, I'm a bit bored. Uh, Which I, I think if you're releasing with, uh, six... Star Wars are obviously releasing a load of Star Wars series. My worry is that it's going to become boring. Yeah, and I also think like... Even though I am starting to find Marvel a bit one note, they do at least, they can balance the comedic and the cosmic and the different types of superheroes of different ages on different planets and different worlds. 
which right. I think will make it, which I think means it's slightly easier to sustain that universe than Star Wars because, mm-hmm. like, I there's there's only so many things Star Wars can do. Unless they go to Earth, that would be fascinating. That won't happen because um, it's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. I think there's so much Star Wars can do. Better. Yeah, they could, they could go to Earth in the Stone Age with their lightsabers. No, <laughs> no Ben, no Ben. We could see Luke Skywalker fight a dinosaur. No Ben, it's not not really a good idea. That is it. It's a great idea. I love how <laughs> I'm actually fuming by that idea. I, I, I genuinely am annoyed and appalled that you want to pursue a, a, a career in in TV and, and film and you come up with ideas like that. Why not see Luke? Do you not want to see Luke Skywalker behead a dinosaur with a lightsaber? I would like to see him butthead a dinosaur-looking creature uh Within the world of Star Wars, yes. But Star Wars is in our world. It's a long time ago in a galaxy far, far away. So Earth technically is involved in Star Wars lore. Hmm. The very first line acknowledges its existence. Yes, Ben, I know what the first line is. But it's not going to happen. I'm just saying, I'd be much more interested in that than seeing... A spin-off of the guy who played the trombone instrument in that bar thing they have. Me my showing my Star bar. Wars knowledge. <laughs> my dad used to call them bum heads because he thought their heads looked like bums. Yeah. This is the, me as the person who got for about four episodes of The Mandalorian and then went, yeah, no. <laughs> so Ben, Hawkeye, you going to finish watching it or have you? They're dropping them weekly. I Are you may... watching it still? I watched the first... They dropped the first two in one day. So I watched those two when they came out. I stuck around for episode three. I'm dying to wonder whether I finished the other shows, which is getting me a bit worried. So maybe not. Oh, okay. All right. Well, Ben... That brings us to the end of another Articulate Film podcast. I think this has been one of the best we've ever done. Yeah, I think we did, had a lot of penis talk, and I think when we yeah, have penis Ben, you talk, definitely need to press the explicit button when you upload this. By the way, no, I don't think we've said any swear words. That all. I think no, I th- I have. Yeah, you have. A... <laughs> <laughs> I I have. Um, I think they no, can I, all I be classed like... as biological words. Uh, I, let's be better safe than sorry. You don't want to get banned. I will try and remember. And lose our royal following of the one guy who's ever left as a review by yeah, the way if you're, if, you thought, if you're one of them people like me who listens to podcasts and they always ask you to leave a review but you just never do actually do it'd be nice we yeah, like and it if you ended up if we ended up the top on your spotify wrapped give us a i doubt anyone would have us as top of their spotify wrapped but no, it would I be quite slightly concerning i was so thank God this year we weren't top of mind because we were top of mind last year. And that, that I was very embarrassed about. <laughs> no, uh, you were second. We were second on my podcast. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, so I started listening to other podcasts just so we wouldn't feature on my top five. Yeah, yeah. 
your top artist is yourself <laughs> yay wonder who they are <laughs> oh my god i know them that's the height of vanity isn't it yeah that and better did Cumberbatch's penis uh but you know please do leave us a review uh let us know what you think of the podcast we'd love to hear from you uh, you can also email in benheath101 at gmail.com uh Leave a little like as well, and also check out the written reviews. They're all up on the Arctic Your Film website. Just search for Arctic Your Film. Ben, on that note, you enjoy your sweet dreams about Benedict Cumberbatch's dick. I'm off to bed and will not be thinking about that. Thank you very much for checking us out. See you in the next one. Bye-bye. Bye.